Okay, so the conference is now being recorded, and I want to welcome all of you to the second Leading Coaches Center Mastermind Call. This is Susie Pomerantz, and I'm the founder of the Leading Coaches Center. And um, the reason I'm recording this is because we always have lots of people who sign up, and then at the last minute, plans change, things like that. So I want to tell you where you can access the recordings from these calls. If you're in the Leading Coaches Center and you click on Build Your Business, that will take you over to the Leading Coaches Center Clubhouse. And in there, there's a tab called Mastermind, Live Mastermind. And there is where you'll find the recordings from these calls. So you can access those as well if you missed the call today. Um, but welcome to everyone who's here. And uh, what I want to do is invite you, if you are near a computer or can access your computer, to go ahead and log in to the Leading Coaches Center while we're talking um, because you're going to want to access the members only page because that's where Carol's model is that she's going to be talking about, and you'll be able to see it uh, and experience it more fully than just listening. So if you can access your computer and log in to the Leading Coaches Center, click on over to the Members Only page, and you'll be able to follow along with Carol's model. And I'm really delighted to announce that we are now over 251 members in the Leading Coaches Center, which is so thrilling because we're mostly growing by word of mouth. That means all of our colleagues and respected peers are telling each other, telling their colleagues and respected peers, and we're growing by word of mouth. And my vision is that we will end up being a collection of the world's top 1,000 business coaches. Um, my vision for that is that if we can create the Leading Coaches Center to be the top 1,000 business coaches in the world, then we can really support each other to taking business coaching as a profession to the next level. We can share best practices with each other around business development. We can come together for joint ventures. We can really start to be a real voice in the market. Um, so that's my vision. And if you go to the Keep Learning tab, there is a post there where I talked about that vision of a thousand top coaches and I ask your, for your suggestions, to add your suggestions right on the post about who do you think of as the world's top coaches. Let's start brainstorming together who they are and let's see who in our community already knows them and can go invite them to come play with us. Um, so um, one other quick announcement before we get rolling is that one of the things that was missing for me on this community was a place for all of us to post either announcements that we want to announce or questions that we might have for this community, like, hey, does anybody know of a good resource for emotional intelligence? Or, um, you know, who do you use for appreciative inquiry? Or what book do you recommend? Or here's a great book that I'm reading now that I want to share with you. Um, or coaching models that you might have stumbled upon that you might want to share. So I posted a team. If you go under um, the tab called Find a Team, there is now a new team called Announcements and Questions for this Community. And that's a place where anyone in the community can post announcements of things you might have coming up. Let's say you have teleseminars or things like that, that you, or a book launch or something that you want to invite this community to know about. That's a place where you can post it. Also, um, if you have questions or resources that you want to share with this community, that's a place to post it. So that can be our place where we um, start really sharing best practices and questions and things like that. So to jump in, I want to take a few minutes to do a meet your peers section and invite a few people to introduce yourselves. 
I think we'll do three to five people um, because we did have 30 folks signed up for the call, and if we did all 30, we wouldn't have any time for Carol's fabulous model, which I know you're going to want to hear. So, um, so I want to invite just a few folks who um, would want to introduce themselves, say hello, say a little bit about your focus, your specialty, um, anything you want to say, really. Who would like to go first? Don't be shy. <laughs> Go ahead, Gerhard. Susie? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I'll go ahead since no one's uh, doing whatever. This is Kurt Canada. Um, I've been working, uh, I work as an executive coach in leadership development, and I did some career work also here in terms of career transitioning here in Washington, D.C., and so I've been uh, about coaching since 2004, and I'm also an ICF member, and uh, I mean, my interest uh, sort of surrounds uh uh, management and organizational culture and those things, how to make it a much more uh, workable atmosphere for all those persons involved within that uh, within the organization. And also, as individually also, I do individual one-on-one. So I'm a member of the uh, – with I'm, I'm with also with ASAE, which is Association for Executive Coach, Association Executives here in Washington. Wonderful. And do you do most of your work in associations, Kurt? No, I'm not. No, I just recently became a became one of the career coaches there at ASAE, uh, and uh, but most of the work I've done ha actually have been one on one with external work, coaching with. Uh, so it's more okay, of an outside organization. Kurt, can you repeat the last thing you said? You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, I, I was saying that most of the, my work lately has uh, been uh, surrounding my focus has been with clients, external coaching, more or less outside of the organization, sort of a one-on-one -on -one clients will consult me in terms of one-on-one -on -one coaching. So outside thank, of the you. thank you so much. Who would like to go next to introduce yourself? Um, hello, this is Halina Yaroshevska. I'm in Bristol in the UK. Oh, wonderful. Um, I've actually managed to discover my username and password and got onto the um the uh, the website this is not about me but it's it's essential because you were saying it would would be jolly useful to have the visuals um and i'm stuck because i can't get the visuals oh, well let this is this is carol let me give you another alternative if you can't get logged into leading coaches center go to www.carolgoldsmith.com and you will see a tab that says Return on Experience. Click on that, and you'll see the model. Thanks. This is Steve Borg. I had a problem uh, logging into the site, too. Even with uh, resetting my password, it wouldn't let me uh, uh, log in. So. Oh, really? Okay. Even Try. with resetting your password? Yeah, you, you, know, you know how you do a reset and you send an encrypted pa password? And uh, I tried that a couple of times, and it did not work. Interesting. Okay. And do you have um, do you, do you have any spaces or uh, symbols in your username other than letters? No. No. 
I, I discovered that I didn't realise I'd put underscores in, but apparently they are, because I've done the same thing as, as um, the, the person that's just been speaking. Yeah, but if now you I'm have wondering. an underscore or a dash or a space, um, the system will pick it up. Um, we discovered that a few months ago. So um, you'll need to log in again with a, you'll need to change your um, username to something that's just letters with no spaces or underscores or anything like that in it. Um, um, and can I say thank you, thank you to Carol for giving me your um, information because I now know what you what, look like. What is that? What is that <laughs> website again, Carol? It's uh, carolgoldsmith.com. <laughs> and when thank you, you get Carol. there, cl click on Return on Experience, and you'll see the model. And uh, take your time with it because I won't be actually pointing to and going through the model step by step and and for a little while yet. So you've got time to get logged in. Okay, I see it. And Great. for those of you who are having trouble logging in, please let me know. Send me an email so that I can work with our tech team to figure out what the problem is. So you can email me at Susie at leadingcoachescenter.com. Um, let me know what you're experiencing with your login difficulties because I definitely want to get that resolved for everybody who's having trouble logging in because that's just not going to – that's not good. <laughs> it's hard to use the system if you can't log in. So um, thank um, you for letting me know. Yeah, it's it's Helena here. I'm I'm coming back to say I'm really delighted to be here this this evening. Well, late afternoon. Uh, we're in the middle of our elections here, um, so it's going to be an exciting evening for us. So this is a brilliant start. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, other than that you're from the UK? Um, I I run my own I run my own I run my own personal. Uh, uh, sorry, let me start again. Um, I run a personal coach, a, a, a business for personal clients who come and buy in to me individually. I also run a business for corporate clients um, who buy me in either for, you know, their top people or for teams or groups or whatever. I then work as an associate with uh, two or three companies. Um, and then I'm just setting up a pilot with a colleague here in Bristol for, um, it's to bring top managers together to give them um, the support network that they don't normally get. So, um, and also, I run um, hot coaching topic conferences once a year for coaches in the Southwest. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us and welcome. And thank you. We have, we have time for one more meet your peers introduction. If anyone else would like to take the spotlight for a sec. <clears throat> Uh, this is Steve Boric. I was the one that was technically challenged trying to get into the website. <laughs> uh, graduate of Coach U, you know, the business called Endgame Business, and uh, just got off of a, a SIG I host worldwide called the Profit Lounge SIG. And I'm not really looking forward to this. This, uh, this, is, this looks great, Carol. Return on experience. I really like well, that. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Great. I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing your comments afterwards. Okay. Well, then let's get right to it. I'm so delighted that you're all here. Carol, you will find out this is a real treat. I have been speaking to Carol for months, and just I can tell you personally um, this really funny thing. About a year ago, a number of people were telling me, oh, you should talk to Carol about that. And I said, what do you mean? I don't know Carol. And everybody that mentioned her name to me was completely shocked that I didn't already know her. 
you know, they, they're like, how, how is it that you two don't know each other? And when we met, it was one of those, you know, meeting an old friend. Um, and I had the pleasure of hearing Carol deliver her, um, her model. Of course, I've read her manuscript and I've talked to her about it, but I actually got to see her present it live um, just this past Friday at a leadership breakfast, a pretty senior leadership breakfast that happens here in the D.C. area. And I, kn I just know you guys are going to love this. This is a juicy model. It's got legs. It's fabulous. Um, and so just to introduce Carol to you um, briefly, I, her bio is phenomenal, and I invite oh, you to visit and see it. Um, but Carol coaches on four continents to achieve breakthrough results. She has coached in the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. Treasury, um, Sprint Nextel, Bearing Point, um, Washington Gas, McDonald's. So she's phenomenal. She's also um, a certified trainer and master practitioner of NLP. So for those of you neurolinguistic programming experts, you have, a, you have a colleague here in Carroll, and a certified practitioner of the Ericksonian hypnosis. And she has written five books. Her fifth book, Return on Experience, Turning Past Performance into Future Success, is coming out this year, and that's what we get to engage with her about today. And, um, and she has used her model and, and done some of her own work and broken through some lifelong fears, and she has swam with the dolphins in the Florida Keys and walked over burning poles and jumped off a 60-foot telephone pole onto a flying trapeze. So, so we have a daredevil in our midst. And um, on that note, Carol, I will turn it over to you to share with us your fantastic model. And for those of you who are noisy location, you might want to mute yourself by pushing star six. I do hear some background noise. Um, star six, mute yourself, and you can also unmute yourself with star six. So if somebody sounds like they're in a noisy place, please star six yourself. Maybe someone's in a coffee shop or a train station or something. No, we're recording, so if anybody's got background noise and can hit star six, that would be great. Yeah. Ooh, got quiet. Excellent. Thank you. And, and please, and you're invited to talk. So if you have muted yourself, you'll, you'll just star six to unmute yourself when you're ready to speak. Um, so on that note, Carol, welcome. And um, you can find Carol's model at the Leading Coaches Center under the Members Only page or at carolgoldsmith.com. Great. Thank you, Susie. It's a great pleasure to be here on your second Mastermind call, so the, the second of many great calls to come, I know. Thank you all for joining me today. I'm uh, very pleased and honored to be able to share with you a model called Return on Experience, or ROX for short, that came out of my own direct experience breaking through lifelong fears that I had and helping other clients break through theirs. So thank you again for experiencing this model with me today. So I'd like to start, as all good coaches do, by asking you a question, and that is, what is the biggest coaching challenge that a client has ever presented to you? And I'd like to just get two or three real quick shares, just, just a few words or a sentence. What's the biggest challenge that a client has ever presented to you? Uh, this is Steve. This is actually was, it was a pro bono client many years ago, and uh, he wanted to be coached on, he was an insurance uh, agent, had his own business. He wanted to be coached on his marriage. 
because his okay. uh, his marriage was getting in the way of him not being able to concentrate on his business. Yeah, and what's so ironic about that challenge. was that I was actually in a poor marriage myself. So, Ah, the universe provides, does it not? <laughs> Great. So that's a big challenge. What's another quick challenge that someone has been faced with in a coaching conversation? Um, I have one. This is Susie. I have a, a client who... Um, approached me because she is in the third position in her organization, which is a nonprofit. She reports to the COO, who reports to the CEO, and um, both of whom are male, and both of whom are exiting their positions within the next year, and she wanted to prime herself for candidacy for the top role for CEO mm. in an institution which is historic and has never had a woman in, a, in that level of leadership position before. Oh, great. Yeah, another great challenge. Well, my biggest challenge came about five years ago when one of my executive clients called in for our half-hour weekly coaching session and as soon as, uh, as she began to speak, I could tell that Ashley, not her real name, was, uh, was out of breath. She seemed agitated. She said, I just got out of a meeting with my boss. She's been called out of town and wants to, me to speak in her place at our big annual convention next week. And I am absolutely terrified. Carol, you've got to help me. Well, I looked at my watch, and we had 29 minutes. What would you have said to Ashley in that case? Well, I said, okay, let's get to work. First, Ashley, tell me what you want. And Ashley answered, I don't want to make a fool of myself next week. And I said, well, that's what you don't want. Tell me what you do want. And she said, I want the audience to like me. Can you control whether or not the audience likes you, I asked. No, she admitted, I can't control that. Well, what can you control? She said, I can only control how I feel. And how do you want to feel, I asked her. I want to feel confident. Okay, I said, so you need confidence. Fortunately, that's a resource that's within your control. Now tell me what you want in a brief declarative statement. And Ashley said, I want to speak in public with confidence and ease. Excellent. Ashley now had created what I call an intelligent outcome statement. That's a goal-setting model I developed to go beyond the SMART goals model. And essentially, the first step is refining and defining what the desired outcome is, just as we do at the beginning of all of our coaching calls. So now that Ashley knew what she wanted and needed in order to succeed, i.e. confidence, it was time for the all-important next question. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever had the experience of asking a question and wishing that you could take it back as soon as it came out, but that's the experience I had with Ashley that day when, after she told me that she wanted to speak in public with confidence and ease, I asked her this. When have you experienced that? Well, as soon as those words came out, I thought to myself, Carol, what a stupid question. Hadn't she just told you that she was terrified of speaking in public? Well, to my everlasting relief, Ashley answered, yes, there was one time, but it was way back in high school. Does that even count? And I said to her, every experience counts. There's a record of that success stored in your central nervous system somewhere. 
even if you don't remember it or even if it seems like a fluke. Now, I don't want you to tell me the story of what happened back in high school. Stories are what keep people stuck. If telling the same old stories over and over actually helped people, every one of us would be problem-free. Instead, I told Ashley that I wanted her to re-experience that high school success in her mind, just as if it's happening now. When you're finished replaying it, I said to her, let me know. So I'm curious, everyone on the call this day, have, have you at least done some telephone coaching? Or put it another way, is there anybody who has never done a telecoaching call? Everybody's done some. So if so, you know that one of the disadvantages of telecoaching is that you can't see what's going on with your client on the other end of the phone. So as Ashley was replaying her high school experience in total silence, I waited on the phone for her to come back on the line. I waited, though, I don't know, one or two minutes, then three, then four, and the clock, meanwhile, was counting down mercilessly to the half-hour mark when we had to quit. So finally, I interrupted, saying very gently, Ashley, what are you experiencing? From the catch in her voice, I could tell that she was in a very emotional state. She said, I had forgotten all about that. Then, with no hint of irony whatsoever, Ashley added, I'm speechless. In those few moments, Ashley had experienced herself at her best. No amount of praise or encouragement could have broken through her fear so fast. I'm sure you've all heard the acronym FEAR, defined as false evidence that appears real. Mm -hmm. Ashley had replaced her fear with DEAR, direct experience of achieving results. Within 10 or so minutes of starting our call, Ashley knew that she could speak at her annual convention with confidence and ease, and she knew that from re-experiencing a past success. And 10 days later, she just she did exactly that by standing up and speaking in front of 3,000 people with confidence and ease. Her fear of public speaking went poof, and now she actually seeks out opportunities to speak. And she said at the end of that, Paul, Carol, you should bottle this stuff. Well, the return on experience model that I'm about to share with you reveals what's in the bottle. So take a look at the ROX model that you've called up either on the Leading Coaches site or on carolgoldsmith.com. And you'll notice in the upper left-hand corner a big question mark and the question, what do you want? So whatever the client's desired outcome is, there is something underneath it that the client needs in order to succeed, a resource of some kind that the client needs to draw upon. In Ashley's case, she needed the resource of confidence in order to speak in front of the convention next week. A good coaching practice, of course, is to drill down to the core need that's underneath the desired outcome and bring it up to the surface. If meeting that need is a prelude to success, then that becomes the client's objective. So have the client put it in the form of an outcome statement, as I did with Ashley. And she, her statement again was, I want to speak in public with confidence and ease. So once the outcome has been defined, the next question that leads us directly into the ROX model is, 
when have you experienced that? Now, the ROX model is based on the idea that all experience is present experience, meaning that all of the experiences, all of the successes we've had in our lives are still present in our nervous system, even if we have deleted, distorted, or dismissed them as a fluke. Another principle is that those experiences contain the clues to success. So the question, when have you experienced that, is designed to help the client access that past experience, not by thinking about it, but just by trusting the subconscious mind to come up with exactly the experience that the client needs to draw on. So notice in the question, when have you experienced that, the artfully vague word, that. When I asked Ashley this question, when have you experienced that? She said, well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean when have I experienced a public speaking success or when have I experienced confidence? I answered, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. So encourage the client to trust the first experience that comes to mind, even if it doesn't seem to make any sense. That is where the gold is. When a client allows the subconscious mind to call up a forgotten success, it immediately changes that client's emotional state. Reliving a best experience and knowing not only that you can do it, but that you have done it before produces a return on experience at ROX1 of self-empowerment. So notice on the model, what do I want? Refine the outcome. Then the next question is, when have I experienced that? Allow the client to tap into whatever experience comes to mind and relive that that success. And the return on that experience is self-empowerment at ROX1. So any questions so far? Yes, Carol, I just have a question. Can you hear me? Could you yes. speak up a little bit? Yes. Can you hear me now? Um, very can faintly. You hear- Susie, can you can, hear? Can yes, you hear I me now? Hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. Um, Carol, I wonder, this, um, Ashley said she was terrified, and when you asked her the question, have you ever experienced that, if she had said no, what would you have done? That's an excellent question, and thank you for asking that. Um, I would say that probably 85-90% of the time when I ask the client, when have you experienced that, they are able to tap into something. And notice that I'm asking, when have you experienced, not have you ever experienced it, because Mm -hmm. that is a yes or no question. And there's at least a 50-50 chance, maybe higher, that the the, uh, brain is going to come back with the answer, well, no, I haven't, because that's the client's limiting belief that's causing this problem to be presented. So by asking, when have you experienced that, the brain, like the computer that it is, will sort through its mental files to come up with an experience that meets the criteria. So, uh, So Ashley was able to come up with that. Had she not, however, I do have six different places that I go to, and I'll run through them quickly. The, the first one that nationally presented was a reference experience, meaning it refers directly to the desired outcome. Uh, another type of experience is analogous. So the client says, no, I haven't had that experience before. I would ask them, well, when have you experienced something similar? So, for example, when have you 
uh, accomplished a stretch goal? When have you surprised yourself? When have you um, felt confidence or whatever it happens to be? And, and the, I'm directing the client to look for something that is analogous or comparable. A third type of experience is a snapshot experience. Um, embedded inside of every so-called failure is an instant of success. So for example, if, if a client is prone to procrastination, there is a nanosecond before the client begins to procrastinate when he or she is taking action. So I want to zoom in and freeze frame that particular second before the problem occurs and understand what the client was thinking, doing, feeling, experiencing. And that does two things. One, it shows that they that it's procrastination or action is within the client's control. And secondly, they begin to learn uh, what's going on so that they can notice and interrupt that pattern. A fourth place I might go is a reframe experience. So reframing a perceived failure as a success. So example, I had a client whose complaint was that she was about to retire and everyone told her that she's too driven to retire. She'll never relax and have a, have a happy retirement. And I asked her what had made her successful in her career. She said, well, my ability to schedule. So she thought that was something that would that overscheduling would keep her from enjoying retirement. We reframed that as a skill she could use. I had her pull out her calendar and begin scheduling fun. And now two years later, she's enjoying her retirement. So reframe experience, you can always reframe, recast a perceived failure as a success. The fifth place I'm sure you all use often in your coaching is an imaginary experience acting as if you've already succeeded, and then understanding how you did that. And the sixth and last place I go is the first place that most people go to, and that's a role model experience. Asking the client to think of a person who is uh, achieving or experiencing what the client wants to, and then tell me how the client does that. So I'll come back and address the role model experience as we, as we talk a little bit more about that because Ashley actually did experience that when she got a little bit stuck toward the end of the process. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was great, Carol. Thank great. you so much. You are more than welcome. So again, we're, we're tapping into the personal power or self-empowerment at ROX. One. Now, self-empowerment, of course, is essential to success, and it's just the start of the process. Uh, if you've ever gotten all pumped up in a personal development seminar and left the room and felt the air go out of your tires, then you know how, how transient this sense of power can be. I always say all pumped up and no place to go. So the ROX model doesn't just leave it at personal power. It asks a follow-up question. Well, how did you do that? So after Ashley had tapped into and replayed that high school speaking success, I asked her to give me a brief capsule description of what happened, as if she were describing a movie clip. Well, it turns out that way back in high school, Ashley had actually been a finalist in a national high school debate competition. 
which just goes to show you how often people completely forget or dismiss a best experience from the past that could help them succeed in the future. So Ashley described her experience to me step by step very briefly. The sequence of her experiences back in high school revealed a proven success strategy that had created the essential resource of confidence. So in the past, she had a proven strategy that allowed her to feel confident when speaking in public. Now you compare that to her current experience, and that is a sequence of thoughts, actions, and belief that was creating fear. So what's the difference that makes the difference between creating confidence and creating fear? Well, in Ashley's case, surprisingly little. We took those two experiences and we compared them side by side. We looked at how she created confidence in the past and how she was creating fear now. In the process of comparing then and now, side by side, two, two key differences stood out. First, back in high school, Ashley's level of preparation for the debate on a 1 to 10 scale was a 10. As she put it, I knew my material cold. In contrast, her level of preparation for next week's convention was a 4 or a 5. So an obvious difference there. Second, back in high school, Ashley had felt comfortable with the other debaters who were sitting up on stage at the national debate, even though they were her competitors. That's because they had all been through so much together to get to this point that they'd become friends in the process. So I asked Ashley, how well did she know the other speakers who would be sharing the stage with her at next week's convention? She said, not at all. I know of them, but I don't know them personally. Not knowing them actually increased her fear and anxiety. She said, I'm afraid that my presentation will either repeat or contradict something that one of the other speakers has said. Well, suddenly, Ashley understood the difference that made the difference between then and now. As she put it in looking at these two strategies or step-by-step processes side-by-side, she said, I zigged when I should have zagged. Her return on experience at ROX2 was self-knowledge. So now, she not only knew that she had spoken in public before with confidence and ease. She knew how she had done it and how that differed, how that contrasted with what she was doing now. So the next question in the ROX model is how can you apply that knowledge now? Utilizing what Ashley had just learned from her own best experience, she came up with a new success strategy that modeled her own best experience. Step one, Find out what's expected of me at next week's annual convention. Step two, make contact with the other speakers. Step three, thoroughly prepare my presentation. Step four, rehearse until, quote, I know my material cold. This preparation strategy that led to her past public speaking success would lead to her next one. So now Ashley knew what to do. It was just time to do it. Her return on experience at... ROX3, Mindful Action. So this is where coaching comes into play. At ROX4, the client is putting motion behind the notion of what to do next. The coaching question we ask as our clients get into action is, well, what results are you getting? If the client 
is getting the results they want, keep doing it. If they're not, you can take them back through the ROX model to any previous level to either revisit the prior experience and gain additional clues or maybe tap into a different experience. The point is to keep taking action and adjusting course until the desired outcome is achieved. The return on experience at ROX4 is desired results. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Any questions? Great. Okay. Now, a moment ago, I talked about those six different types of experiences, and I said the last place I go to is where many people go first, and that is to a role model experience. Um, return on experience model is all about shifting the success paradigm from role modeling others, which may not work because we're not other people, to self-modeling our own successes. So there was about oh, a week to 10 days between this coaching call and uh, the eve of Ashley's public speaking event. Well, it so happened that we had one of our regularly scheduled coaching calls the day before the event. So Ashley called in for her half-hour session, and I said, so are you all ready for the, for the convention tomorrow afternoon? And she said, almost. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were done. So I went back to the beginning of the model, and I said, okay, Ashley, you know, what's going on? And, and she said, um, well, I'm, I'm just afraid about the, the panel discussion after my presentation. Everybody who's speaking is going to be on a panel, and I have a tendency to sit back on my hands and wait to be called on while everybody else is hogging the microphone and, and presenting themselves and their company very well. So back to the model, I said, what do you want? And she said, I want to be able to interrupt without being rude. And I said, and what do you believe? You believe that, that interrupting is rude. And she said, yes. And I said, so do you ever interrupt? No. Well, that was so far out of Ashley's self-image that to ask her when she had interrupted without being rude would just be a waste of time. So I needed to go back through one of those other types of direct experiences that I listed a few moments ago. Coach's intuition, for whatever reason, suggested that I go to a role model experience. So I said to Ashley, well, do you know anybody who interrupts without being rude? She said, yeah, my boss, she's great at it. And I said, how does she do that? She said, I have no idea. I said, find out. Tap into a, a memory of your boss interrupting without being rude and replay it in your mind. Notice how she does that. Well, the last time, as you'll remember, I was on the phone for three, four, five minutes waiting for Ashley to respond. This time, she was back in the snap of a finger. She said, she said my boss leans forward, puts her, puts her hand on her, on, her, on her chin and says to the other person, that's an excellent point. And to piggyback on that, so I said, how can you use that? Ashley knew exactly what to do, and it so happens that the next day she was confronted with exactly the same situation that she feared. She interrupted the other speaker, maintained rapport, and actually brought the speaker back to the, back to the point of the discussion and the level of 
communications the audience was looking for, and the crowd just erupted in applause. So Ashley got her desired result of interrupting without being rude, maintaining rapport with the other speaker, and making herself look very good in the process. So that takes us full circle on the return on experience model at ROX for the client gets the desired result. So notice there's still one level to go of the ROX model, and that is when the focus shifts from ourselves to other people at ROX5. Now the question becomes, how can I help you succeed? That's the place where we as leading coaches live and where other leaders, where our leadership clients need to be. So at ROX5, leaders ask others the key ROX questions that they have now learned to ask themselves. And their return on experience at ROX5 in using these questions is leadership. So that is the ROX model in a nutshell. I would like to do a demonstration of it with somebody. And before I do, does anybody have any questions or comments? Hi, Carol, this is Susie. The, um, looking at the model, the light blue strip that kind of goes behind the model from drive back to what do I want, it, does, is yes. that um, is that simply to show that the model just keeps spiraling around on itself? It keeps repeating? That's exactly right. As a matter of fact, that was the artist's edition. So she actually had a great suggestion in connecting the level. So that is illustrating, no thanks to me, but it's illustrating that the model refers back on itself. But you can, you can circle back at any point and when you are going back to the beginning and asking, what do I want? You could be asking yourself in self-coaching, or you could be asking the other person in a, in a leadership coaching place. And do you make this make model sense? explicit? Do you tell your clients that you're doing this model with you? I am losing your voice. Hold on a second. Say something again. Can you hear me? Boy, it is very, very faint. I don't know what is what is happening because my my phone is plugged in, so it's certainly not out of power. Let me make another adjustment. Okay, Susie, say something again. It's me. Can you hear me? I can hear you but very, very faintly, so I hope people will indulge me. Apparently, I'm coming through loud and clear, and for whatever reason, other people are a little bit faint. So just uh, bear with me and speak up as loudly as you can. Okay. I was, um, I was wondering if when you do this with clients, do you make it explicit that you're, that you're using this model, and do you teach them the steps as you go, or do you just move through the model? Yeah, it really depends on the client. Um, some some clients really want to learn the process. Some people, as in the in the case of Ashley, I didn't have this process. I was just going on gut feel, and it was only after she said I should bottle this stuff that I developed the model. So it depends on the client. It's an easy to understand model. So sometimes I will share it with them afterwards, if not during. Gotcha. Any other questions? 
Um, Carol, it's Halina here. Um, I really enjoyed your explanation. It's just so elegant. It, it, so thank you. Um, and you know you you know you gave those six things that you looked at. Could you just say the first two? I got the sure. I got the, First one was a reference experience like Ashley's because she tapped into a past public speaking success that refers directly to her current um, desired outcome. The second yeah. one is analogous, so a similar experience or one that represents a comparable stretch. Thank you. And Carol, I, I missed number now. three, the second before the action or the fear. You missed the second what? No, the third one. Snapshot experience? Snapshot, yes. Thank you. Yes. So just zooming in on an instant of success before the tipping point came. Right, right. Fourth one, reframe. Fifth one, imaginary experience. And the sixth one, role model experience. Thank Fantastic. you. You're welcome. So um, I'd like to do a quick demonstration in our remaining moments. So I'll ask everyone to think of something that you want, some outcome that you have not yet achieved. And while you're thinking about that, ask yourself, what do you need to succeed? So just like Ashley wanted to speak in public, she needed confidence. And her outcome statement was, I want to speak in public with confidence and ease. So write down a brief declarative statement of your desired outcome. And I'd like, um, I'd like a couple of people to just read your statement. Again, not a story. We don't have time for it. Um, but just read me the statement of what it is that you want. Anybody? You may need to star six yourself. If you've been muted, you may need to star six to unmute so you can share your what you want. Yes. So star six, and please just read to me what you've written down, your desired outcome. Well, I can go, Carol. It's Susie. Um, I want to feel comfortable physically and fit and healthy. I want to feel comfortable and fit and healthy. Yes. Great. Okay, hang on to that statement. Who else would like to make a statement? I would I would I would say I want to develop a successful coaching practice. Okay. I want to develop a successful coaching practice. Great. Anybody else? One more. Okay, let's go back to the last one I just heard. I want to develop a successful coaching practice. So what do you need in order to develop a successful coaching practice? I think I probably need a coach. <laughs> you need a coach. Okay. I probably do. Okay. And um, when have you had a coach before? Never. Never. You've never had a coach before. Okay. No. And what makes you think you need a coach? What do you think a coach would do for you that would be helpful to you? I think a coach would focus my um, my um, activities so that I would do the steps needed to develop a successful coaching practice. 
Okay, so your need is focus. And in order to focus, you believe that a coach would be helpful. Well, I'm, I I have the ability to focus, but I I don't I seem to be stuck in developing the steps to achieve what I want to achieve. Okay, so you have the ability to focus, and what do you want the coach to help you do? I think I'd I'd look to the coach to help me focus on what the priority steps are to achieve this goal. Okay, so you can focus, and you need to prioritize. Right. Okay. Prioritize prioritize meaning identify what the most important things really are. In other words, I can prioritize a number of things, but they might not be the right things to do in that order. So you want a sounding board, a coach to help you review and decide what's really most important. That's part of it, yes. Okay. What's another part of it? And knowing how to do the things that are in those steps. Okay. So before you can know how to carry out the steps, you need to know what the steps are. Uh, probably right. Right. For example, I know that I need to network. I know that I need to market, but I don't know how to go about either one of those things. Okay. And And you also want to know which you do first, which is most exactly. important. Right. Okay. Very good. Okay. So, um, so what I'm hearing is that you that you need to focus and prioritize, and having a coach to help you do that would be valuable. Right. Okay. Very good. So, I'd like you to um, just remember a time when you focused and prioritized and took those steps to get what you want. And just I go do with that. the Actually, first thing Carol, that I do that all Tell time. me about it. I'm sorry? Have you tapped into something? Well, I was just going to say, I do that all the time, but I seem not to be able to do it for this purpose. I'm sorry, say it again? I do that all the time, focus, prioritize, and do the actions necessary to achieve what I set as a goal. But I seem to be stuck in being able to do it with this practice. You seem to be stuck in what? In being able to do it with this practice, she said. To develop with this practice, practice right. with your coaching practice. Okay. So um, pick one time. You said you do it all the time, so it should be easy for you to just pick one time when you were very successful in focusing, prioritizing, and taking action. And I would like you to just briefly replay that experience in your mind and notice what what physical actions you were taking, what thoughts you were thinking, what beliefs you were holding that enabled you to be successful in that context. Okay. And let me know when you're finished replaying that experience. I'm finished. I've replayed okay. it many times. So just give me, remember I asked Ashley to give me a brief movie clip memory of it. Uh, again, not the full story, but you replayed a little snippet of experience. And pretend that you and I are at the movies. That scene just played itself out on the screen. I stepped out to get popcorn, as I am wont to do. And when I came back, I said, tell me what happened. And you're going to tell me in just 30 seconds or so what happened. Oh, I achieved exactly what I set out to do. 
and and tell me what happened in your movie memory. What did you see, hear, feel, notice yourself saying or thinking in that little movie clip memory? The big thing, Carol, is that I drew on my previous experience, and the big difference between that and this is that I don't have previous experience. Okay. So you believe that you don't have previous experience in developing a successful coaching practice, right. and you do have successful experiences in other contexts. Yes. Okay. And um, business contexts? No. So you've never been in business before becoming a coach, is that right? I have been, but I wouldn't characterize it as a very successful experience. How about, so when you drew on something, what experience did you draw on? A personal experience, not a business experience. Okay, and what was your personal experience, just, just, just in a couple of sentences? Oh, I can tell you in two sentences. We decided to move from a big house to a small apartment and did the whole thing in two weeks. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's really and awesome. what made Nobody that could... possible? What did what did you do in order to make all of that happen in two weeks? I did each step that needed to be done, but I knew exactly what needed to be done. I knew how to prioritize. I knew how to do every step. I knew the context. I knew how to make it happen. And that's and exactly how did, what how did you know? Because I've moved many times. You've moved many times before. Yeah. And there was a time when you moved for the first time. Right. And was that also a successful move? Yes. So how did you know what to do when you'd never done that before? Um, that's an interesting question that I don't know the answer to. Yeah. So that's a place to explore. So if we were to continue this conversation, and I would love to, I would be happy for you to contact me after this call and we can, we can continue the conversation, um, notice that you were able to access a first time. So the belief that you can't do something because you've never done it before is not borne out by direct experience. Right. So if we were to continue using the return on experience model, I would coach you to delve back into that experience. We would understand how you did that and learn from it and what can we apply from your past experiences to the present situation in developing a successful coaching practice. And again, we may get everything we need from that prior experience. We may, may need to go back into other experiences. So the first step in this brief conversation was using a past experience to prove that you know how to do something that you'd never done before. Right. And I mentioned that, that we can go back through the return on experience model to tap into other experiences, to draw on additional resources, to find further clues in the snippet of experience that we just tapped into. So it is a model that we can use over and over and go deeper and deeper to access the clues that you need to succeed again. That'd be great. And going back, going back to your idea that. that you may need a coach, it may be that at some point, um, you had some other support 
and a coach may provide part of that support that you need now. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate your offer to contact you when this call is over, Carol. You are welcome, so please feel free to do so. Thank you. So, Carol, can you let people know how they can reach you other than, of course, on the Leading Coaches Center, you can reach Carol there, but where else can they reach you? You can reach me by emailing carol at carolgoldsmith.com, and you can call me in my Washington, D.C. area office at 703-860-6178. Great. And we are getting near the top of the hour, and uh, I want to invite whoever wants to stay after the call. We will officially end at the top of the hour, but whoever wants to stay after and hang out and talk to Carol a little further, she has graciously agreed to hang out for a few more minutes after the call. And um, and I th- I thank you, Carol, so much for sharing your model with us. It is so powerful, and I can see how there are so many layers of relevance to it. Um, and I'm just really honored and delighted that you would share it so openly with our community and and um and I just love the way you talk about it. You do it really with such sophistication that it makes it all very much real. Um well, I very much appreciate that. The the book that I'm just completing, which I call Return on Experience Turning Past Performance into Future Success, is chocked full of examples. Um, Ashley is the running character through the book. However, every chapter, every step of the model is illustrated by many client conversations in all kinds of professional and personal contexts. Um, The book will be out later this year. I am soon announcing a seven-week teleclass, and I'm looking at starting this toward the end of June. And the teleclass will allow participants designed for coaches, to get a pre-publication copy of the book. Each week we will focus on a different chapter. We'll discuss it. We'll experience it. We'll uh, do coaching assignments in between calls and take you all through the model for those seven weeks. So if you're interested in that class, please send me an email. I will put you on the list and let you know when the dates are confirmed. Great. Thank you. And um, just a couple of announcements. If you're interested in the next Leading Coaches Center Mastermind call, um, we have our Leading Coaches Clubhouse faculty member, Gerhard Schwant, who's going to talk to us about efficiency on June 10th. That's a Thursday at 1230 Eastern Time. Um, And so you can mark your calendars now, but of course I'll send out announcements about that. And next week um, I will be in New Mexico at the CAM conference, Conversation Among Masters, because the Leading Coaches Center is one of the sponsors there. And I know that a number of folks in our community will be there, so I'm looking forward to connecting with those of you who will be there. Um, And I just want to remind you all that Just last night, I created a new team under Find a Team in the Leading Coaches Center, which is a place where you can announce things that you have going on that you want to announce to the community, a place where you can ask questions, share resources. Um, So uh, go ahead and look under Find a Team for announcements and questions for this community, and that's a great place for us to start being in a conversation about how we can support each other um, going forward and everything that we're up to. 
So thank you, everybody, for being on this call. We are officially at the top of the hour, but like I said, Carol and I will hang around for whoever wants to continue chatting or has further questions for Carol. Um, but for those of you who have to go, I understand. And thank you for being here and um, look forward to next the next call. And thank Susie, you I want to thank you and Carol both. It's been a terrific um, hour. Thank you. Thank you. Carol, this is uh, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. Yeah, hi. Uh, I was uh, I was laughing when you started talking about the movie and the popcorn. I actually did that with a client yesterday or <laughs> Tuesday. You went and, to a movie uh, and had popcorn? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, and I've, you know, I've uh, I'm really interested in, in NLP. I've never been. I've never taken a class in it. So I was wondering if you've uh, are you incorporating NLP? in this model in any way? It is absolutely infused with NLP. In yeah. I, I think that perhaps the return on experience model encompasses the important things that I've learned through NLP. I really can't separate my coaching from, from what I've learned through NLP, but NLP is, my, my favorite definition of NLP is this, it's the study of the structure of subjective experience. So NLP holds that all experience has structure, and the return on experience model is looking at the structure of those experiences so that we can extract and adapt proven success strategies to other situations. Ah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. I actually um, did that with a client. I just said, uh, you know, make believe you're sitting in a movie theater. Got this idea, obviously, from reading one of Bandler's books and make make believe you're seeing this up. You're this up on the screen. This is your movie. You're in the theater. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm, I said, take a look at that. I'm going to get some popcorn. When I come back, tell me what you're seeing. <laughs> I I said that, and I started laughing when you said that. And uh, that's great. And so what happened was. Well, eventually it did because um, nothing happened on the call, but as we all know, coaching happens in between the calls, right? Yeah. The next, uh, the next, that evening, he sent me a big breakthrough, and so it was really cool. So, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing about this, um, this, uh, this uh, class that's starting in June, so I'll send you an email. Yes, please do that. Please do that. Yes, and what and what you've just described, um, Steve, is is the technique that NLP calls visual kinesthetic dissociation. So, as I always say with NLP, why use a short word when a long one will do? <laughs> All right. Well, this was this was lots of this was lots of fun. It's a very complicated um, technology that that I like to simplify and put into plain English in, in ways that, that people can understand and put to work immediately. You did it really well. Thank you. And so did Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Carl, this is Kurt Canada. Yes, hi. Can you, you know, can you tell me more about your, can you just give me a little snippet about your uh, publishing, your editorial experience with this book, particular book, or is this your first book? Well, it's my fifth book, and 
I okay. am, I'm glad you asked because I am exploring a, a completely different way of doing this book. Since it is the return on experience model, I want people to be able to experience the book, not just look at words on a page. So this, uh, this teleclass that I'll be doing is a way of communicating, the sharing the book with people so that they can work through the steps in an interactive way on and off the call. I'm, uh, I'm interested in developing some, um, some videos to go with it. So you might have an online version of the book that you're reading, or you may be reading the book and you'll see a link that you can go to and see a demonstration of that portion of the ROX model. There might be a video sidebar. There might be an audio sidebar that you get that you get online. So I'm looking at various ways of uh, of creating this as a living experiential book. Excellent, yeah, because that's a good. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, for, I mean, some of the challenge readers readers to have visuals also is a great thing. It's it's hard to bring coaching to life just just with the written word, right? Yeah. That's correct. Look, so you, this, you was, this, this is an experience for me. So uh, so we'll see what the, this return on my experience is, and I'm uh, I'm certainly interested in getting uh, feedback and ideas from people. And Susie, maybe this is another another conversation we can have. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There might you be ways post- of bringing leading coaches into this. Well, you could post that on the announcements and questions team. You know, what kind of feedback would be most helpful to you from this community? And you can point them to where the um, model is and ask for feedback. And, um, you know, once I post the recording, I'll post today's recording, and you can point to that as well. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Anybody else? Comments, questions, thoughts? Uh, I have one more other comment. Uh, this is Kurt. <laughs> yes, Kurt. Yeah, uh, uh, Carl, in regards to the lady was uh, speaking to you about coaching, uh, regarding a successful coaching business, and she mentioned the fact that uh, she was uh, seemed to have, uh, you know, she seemed positive in terms, I mean, in terms of being focused, in terms of prior to, prior to, prior to prioritizing, and it seems mm-hmm. like she had those things. Seems like she had those things in her toolbox and. Uh, and then she says she wants to be successful, and I sort of like thought, I just sort of thought in my mind, I'm just thinking, well, what's stopping you? It seems like she's gotten to all these places, and she did mention something, a theme to me that was she's moving around a lot, that, that she in fact was able to accomplish those things in moving and in terms of change. But wondering whether, at that point when that happens, taking that next step, for instance, why wouldn't she just go and what's stopping her from? Uh, you know, getting a coach. Yes, yes. Um, as, as you know, as a coach, there are many ways to go at any juncture. And the, yeah. uh, the question that came to your mind about what's stopping you is a question that, that is asked in NLP. And the, the challenge that I have with that question is that what the question, what's stopping you, causes the client to focus on what's stopping them. Now, 
NLPS that question with the idea that the client will realize that, you know, oh, well, there's, there's nothing stopping me or what's stopping me is just my own belief system. And that can be very useful. Um, it is so easy for the brain to focus on negative rather than positive thoughts that I prefer to ask the client, what do you need, which is just a way of flipping what's stopping you on its head. And so Carol and the- Kurt, could I just interject a thought? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I'm the person who brought that issue, and I just want to say that it was because of the way you asked the question that I knew the answer, and so it really gave me the return on experience that oh. I needed. Well, <laughs> so it was really that simple. I had not asked my question, what's stopping me, or what do I need? <laughs> and as soon as you asked me that, and I, it would have been either Kurt's question or your question, I would have had the answer, and I would probably be able oh. to just move forward. So Excellent. it proves what your model, how, how effective your model is. Well, thank you. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Oh no, it was great. It was like a, a light bulb went off. <laughs> Good, excellent. So thanks, Kurt. You're and, welcome. And Carol. I'm in Washington yeah. D.C. also. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Terrific. Terrific. That's great. Yay! Anyone else <laughs> around who wants to speak up, say hello, raise a question? I'm just going to say I'm, I'm going to have to run and thank you so much, Carl, and thank you, and, and and I'll keep in mind the uh, the uh, class, and perhaps I'll get a chance to also talk to you more about your publishing and everything. Uh, yeah, perfect, great. perfect. Feel free to call me or 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 send me an email and just just reference this class so that I'll I'll know where you came from. All right, thank you very much, and I'm going to go great, off. Thank you. Yeah, okay, thank I'm you. sure your dog will appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'm going to hang up too. Okay, Bye. thank you everybody. so much. Bye. Carol, I'm going to stop the recording and then you and I can chat in a minute. Okay, sounds good. Uh-